Welcome back, everybody, once again to... The Brink. Oh, look, she talks. <laughs> she went quiet. I don't know. Yes, it is The Brink, and we have this beautiful human being in more than one part of this show. Hello, Mallory. Welcome back. Thanks, Ben. You look so excited, as always, to be here. How are you doing? Good. Good? Yep. What's been happening? Very good. What's been happening in Malloryville this week in the world? Uh, not a lot. Just reading books and watching TV shows and sleeping. What uh, what books and TV shows have you been watching and listen, uh, reading? I was about to say listening to. That doesn't make sense. Um, I read Little Women and I read Little Men. And I've been watching the OC. So, are there um, what what are the differences between Little Women and Little Men? One is about little women, and one is about little men. Is it that specific, or is there more to it? Like, is the second one from the point of view of the men? Is it? Both of them is from the point of view of the narrator. And who's the narrator? It's just a like an outside view, like it's not like the narrator isn't a character. So what? Why then are they are there more men in the second one? Is that kind of what it is basically? Yeah, the first one is about like the girls growing up, and then the second one is about the school where, like, that one of the girls from the first book creates. Right. Which is better, the Little Women or the Little Men? I think I liked Little Men better, to be honest. That's a that's a controversial opinion, Mallory. Why why are, why are Little Men better than Little Women? It was just it moved better than the first one. And it's not as boring as the movies. It's probably equally boring to the movies for you. Right. Okay. Uh, and what what television show have you been watching? The OC. And how have you been finding the OC? Good. Good. Do you want to give us a little bit more? You like it? Why do you like it? What do you like about it? It is entertaining and, yeah, lots of drama. You used to be so good at this podcast. You used to talk so much more, and now you just kind of give me, like, (laughs) one-word answers and just like, yeah, it's good. There's good characters. I like this book. It's fine. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, like just just pointing it out to you, you know. Um, who's your favorite? What do you? What do you? Who are your favorite people in the OC? Who do you like? Who don't you like? Give us some updates. Seth is my favorite. No, Sandy is my favorite. Mm-hmm. He's the best. I want him to be my dad. I want him to be my friend. <laughs> I told you the parents yep. are great. Um. And I love to hate Julie Cooper. Like, she's awful and it's hilarious. Yeah, and then Seth. So, we don't like Ryan, we don't like Marissa, we don't like Summer? Marissa's a little bit annoying. Summer's funny. And Ryan is just, his expressions are hilarious. Because he has Because there's only none. one. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. it's just 
flat face. This is this is why I don't understand why you find Ryan Gosling attractive because he's literally you know one facial expression. It doesn't no. change. Yes, I disagree. I I definitely don't. So have we had we've had Chris McCarr. We've uh, what what are we up to now? Where are we up to in the OC right now? Um. Luke and Julie Cooper just broke up, and um, Marissa just ran away to Cheeto. Mm. Yep. And what else is happening? Oh, the Nana. We met the Nana. I liked her. Yes, I vaguely remember the Nana, yes. Yeah. And what do you think and of Anna? It. Do we like Anna? I don't like Anna. I know that you don't like Anna, but I don't know why you don't like Anna. Because she's a pain in the butt, she's I not like attractive, it. and Summer is so much better, and it's stupid that Seth has been in love with Summer since day one, and then this weird blonde-looking girl comes along, and he's all like, oh, who should I choose? Like, you're an idiot, Seth. Um, She looks like Penny when Penny had short hair. Bad call. Bad call. A good call. Penny was still attractive with short hair, whereas Anna just, like, she's just one of those people that just you look at and you go, ugh, like, ugh. You know that song, Bad Day, by Daniel, is it Powder or whatever it is? She's in the film clip for that. So, if you ever watch that film clip, so, like, you know how they've, have you seen the film clip, how it's, like, the guy, like, writes something on the wall, and then, like, they're in a subway station, I think. So, like, a guy comes along, and he draws something on the wall. So, then a girl the next day is like, oh, ha, ha, and draws something on And they kind of keep writing messages to each other, and then they eventually, like, fall in love. She's the girl from that film clip. So, just random, fun, stupid fact that I somehow know about her. Um, yes. Uh, what about the music? Do you like the music in the OC? I like the music. Yes. Yep. It was yep. renowned. I will have and I to... always have the theme song stuck in my head. Do you want to sing it for us? No. Do you think that one day when we go to California, we can play that as we're like crossing the state? Yes. Or like on the yes. way? Yep. Okay. All right. Just want to check. Now you, uh, hopefully this time next week will be the last time we talk to you from In the Giggle. Uh, I mean, it's it's yes. obviously exciting that you get to do this in person very soon, and I can pester you this in person because I know how much you love doing it. She's nodding. Was that a way. question? People. Yes, I'm yes. so excited. Um, I don't know if what that means. She like literally was like, "I'm so excited." Um, that just sounded like a very flat. I remember when we first started doing this and like, this is how we used to have to do it when you were in Adelaide. And again, you were so much more excited. You were like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do all that sort of stuff. So, uh, I'm going to come back with you very soon. We've got a quiz. I was nearly like, maybe we can do this next week. Uh, I wanted to kind of bring back that classic thing that we did two years ago where we like guessed the provinces of, of Canada and the, the States, um, which maybe we'll do that next week because I've already got one lined up for you in a minute. But um, how about we plan that for next week and we can get you a little bit more excited and competitive. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll come back with you very, very shortly. Let's move on to something right now. We always like to bring you the classic days of our pies at the moment. And we, of course, went to the final season of Days of Our Pies, the one that, uh, of course, existed when we did it all those many, many years ago, episode three Let's find out what is happening in the beautiful world of Ramsey Bay. Previously, on Days of Our Pies. 
George, I know it is hard, but we have to leave Ramsey Bay. We have no choice. Let's get our things and leave this peaceful town. Hold it right there or I'll shoot. Oh my god. John Howard, I thought you were dead. I think you all need to come inside. There is some explaining I need to do. It involves the safety of the entire world. Like pastry in the oven, these are the days of our pines. After the big reveals in the first two episodes, George, Lisa and Billy all sat in awe as the previously thought dead John Howard explained to them that he knew about Ramsey Bay being destroyed and why it affected the safety of the world. You see, every single Prime Minister always gets told first that the first thing they have to do is destroy Ramsey Bay, as it's always such a dangerous place to leave standing in Australia. And it seems that this time, Prime Minister David Bartlett has succeeded. That's just horrible. He killed my precious Jennifer and everyone else I know, just for the sake of what? Saving Australia? Well, that's just not cricket. Calm down, George. I'm still listening to my dad tell us about the safety of the world. Thanks, Pumpkin. You see, the role of Prime Minister has been taken over by the same alien forces that tried to destroy us a few years back. And now that they have destroyed Ramsey Bay, they will plan to destroy all the cities in the world. And all through Prime Minister David Bartlett, who has been mind-controlled by them all. Oh no, that is horrible. So does this mean he's going to destroy Hobart next? That is correct, my little Billy grandson. What on earth can we do to save Hobart and all the cities in the world? Well, there isn't a lot we can do for Hobart now, as I'm sure he has already destroyed it. But there is a small group of people we have assembled that we hope can destroy the aliens once again. Who is that, Daddy? And do we need to get Grey's Anatomy DVDs again to help to destroy them? Unfortunately, my precious pumpkin pie soup, they have all built up a resistance to the poison that is Grey's Anatomy. So we need to find something else. But let me introduce introduce you to the LOAC, or LOAC as we call them. What on earth does LOAC stand for? The League of Awesome Celebrities. They are here to help save the world. Let me introduce you to Asade Bolt, Michael Jackson, Paris Hilton, Hugh Grant, Justin Bieber and Will Hodgman. All six members of the League of Awesome Celebrities come out to meet George, Lisa and Billy, who all stand there in awe. My god, Asan, you are still alive! And Michael Jackson, you are meant to be dead! Yes, my child, I know, but I was all a big fact to make my record sales go up! And what do you know? It worked! <laughs> yes, Mom Jackson, you are alive! And yes, my George, I am too! I just went back to Jamaica to quit the JBI and some more nuggets, man. And let me tell you, Silly Nainsville has some damn good nuggets. Not quite as good as Ramsey Bears, man, but still pretty good. Wow, such amazing people. Paris Hilton, Hugh Grant, Justin Bieber, and Will Hodgman. What the hell are you doing part of this group? I would better call you a celebrity. I disagree. You are wrong. I am right. That is bad. Bad for Tasmania. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Liberal, 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 liberal. I should have been premier. Wow. Like, totally come down. Like, whoa. Like, that's not hard. A baby, baby, baby. Ooh, a baby. Ooh. I'm a 
must say, this is one quiet group of scruffy individuals that are absolutely mind-blowingly stupid. It bemuses me how such people could be brought together to form such an inconspicuous group. Ah, oh, would you lot shut the hell up? We need to get together and form a plan. George, Lisa and Billy, have a cup of soup and join us, as we need to stop Prime Minister David Bartlett before he destroys everything. As the members of LOAC all sit down to work out a plan, Prime Minister David Bartlett is in Hobart to open a bridge. But before too long, a small metal disc hovers above the city and prepares to destroy it. I am confident that this bridge will help Hobart to become a city of strength and prosperity. I now pronounce it officially open. Keep cheering, suckers. You're about to die. <laughs> well done. Where to next, Prime Minister? There is only one choice. Silly Namesville. Will Prime Minister David Bartlett make it to Silly Namesville and destroy it? Can the Loak come up with a plan to destroy the Prime Minister as well as the aliens? Did anyone in Hobart survive? And does Will Hodgman really win that much all the time? Find out next time on Days of Our Pies! Ha oh, ha 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 ha! That's my exciting sound. Very, very, very exciting. So we will find out what's happening with that again more next week. So this one has not done a quiz with me in quite some time. Now, I've found a quiz that will allow me to compete as well because I actually have to press a button that reveals the answer. So, the answer's not in front of me here. Now, um, you don't know about this, do you? You you have no clue what I'm about to ask you. Let's just clarify this right now. Yes, no, maybe. She's not answering All right. Yes. There she is. She's alive. I thought um, you were explaining. I didn't think that no, I needed to I was talk. I was trying to get you to to clarify that I haven't explained the like I haven't read these questions to you before. You don't know what I'm about to ask you. No, I do not. Okay. Uh now I don't actually know how many questions there are here. There's not a correct number, but I, I will keep tally. And whoever wins gets the sense of pride that will belong with them forever for having this. Um, the loser has to sing California by Phantom Planet. How does that sound? That's the OC okay. theme song, in case you didn't realize who sang. Yeah, yep. okay. I did realize. All right. I didn't know. Just checking. All right. Quick. You ready? You ready to go? Yep. I don't know if we like just, just, um, uh, are we doing a buzzer thing here? There's a bit of a delay. I don't know. Just like if we get it, we get it. We, whatever. All right. Question number one Which fictional city is the home of? Of Batman. Gotham. I will also say Gotham. And we are both correct. Well done. Uh, in which sport would you perform the Fosbury flop? I think it's... Is this multiple choice? No. I think it's high jump. I think. I think that's like when you jump backwards. I think that's the Fosbury flop. I think. I will copy you and also say yeah, hi. Actually, jump. maybe let you answer first. Um, it is. It's the high jump. Because it was like, it was a thing. I saw actually there was, I think the Olympic Facebook page shared it. Like up until like this, she's about to, bless you, uh, like the 60s or something, like you would just jump over it, like jump. And then somebody invented like the jumping backwards motion. And I'm assuming their name was Fosbury, maybe. Anyway, correct. Well done. Good job. Uh, spinach is high in which mineral 
Magnesium. I think it's iron. It just reminds me of... Um, that sounds more correct. It reminds me of uh, Popeye, Popeye the Sailor Man. Yes, I'm correct. Woohoo! Yes. But good guess, <gasps> though. What is the Geiger counter used to detect? The what? Geiger. 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 Metal. I think it's... I think it's like site. No, it's not. Um, I think it's like volcanic, like volcanic activity. I'm gonna say. Vol- what did you say? What was your answer? Metal. I said metal. Oh, radiation. I I did know that. The like because you have the yeah. All right, I'm dumb. Uh, which type of dog has breeds called Scottish, Welsh, and Irish? She's looking blankly. I don't know. You don't want to have a guess? You're waiting for me to answer, aren't you? I think it's I think it's setter. Yes, I am. I think because I've heard of a Scottish setter, a you Welsh setter, or a uh, set, setter or a terrier. Maybe it's a terrier. I was thinking terrier. Well, I know there's an Irish. You say setter, I'll say terrier. Okay, fine. Um, I gave you the answer. It's terrier. God damn it. Um. Because I knew there's an Irish setter. Now we're equal. Yeah, we are. Oh, I know this one. Babe Ruth is associated with which sport? Baseball. That's an easy one. Correct. Well, I don't know if you knew that. I mean, you know. Uh, who was known as the Maid of Orleans? I have no idea. A woman. I will say Marilyn Monroe. I, I really don't know. You want to give us me a random? I don't know. Don't know? Okay. Uh, Joan of Arc. All right. Yep. Cool. Ah, oh, I know this one. I've told you you need to watch this movie and you've never seen it. This is an Australian movie too. In the film... Oh, no. In the film Babe, what type of animal was Babe? It's pig. It is a pig. Correct? Uh, my answer was pig too, by the way. I didn't need to really clarify that, did I? Um... You need to watch Babe. Babe's fantastic, but you'd like Babe. It's little cute animals. It's right up your alley. Uh, oh, I know this one too. What was Muhammad Ali's birth name? Not Muhammad Ali. Nope. Don't want to... I don't know. Cassius Clay. And I'm correct, but... Okay. Yep. Cool. Which Roman emperor supposedly fiddled... That sounds a bit inappropriate. While Rome burned. Caesar, aren't they all Caesar? They're all Caesar. But do I have to give a number? Caesar salad. Um, Caesar the third. I don't know. Do you want want to give a number or are you just going to stick with Caesar? Just stick with Caesar. We're both wrong. It's Nero. The esteemed. Love him. Which crime-fighting cartoon dog has the initials SD on his collar? Super dog. I would say super dog too because I have no clue. Uh, Oh, okay. Scooby-Doo. It's Scooby-Doo. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because you're correct. And I'd seen the answer by the time. Yeah, it's kind of obvious. Dumbo Benno. All right. 
six all. What is the total number of dots on a pair of dice? On a pair of dice. Total number of dots. Twenty. Forty. Wait, a, two dice. Well, there's a pair. Or one dice. Oh, we're both. Or it would either be twenty or forty. Well, okay, a pair of dice. Well, I assume pair because, like, yeah, and I counted 20, 40. Pair is forty-two. One, two, three. That's six. One, ten. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Oh yeah, it's twenty-one. Uh, so it's forty-two. Bugger. All right. Traditionally, how many wonders of the world are there? Seven. Seven. Yeah. I would agree with that, and we are both correct. Uh, which planet is closest to Earth? It's one of two. I'm going to go with Mars. I was also going to say Mars. Do you want to stick with Mars? Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to switch to Venus then, just to play the 50-50 game here. The correct answer is Venus! You're kidding me. I'm glad I switched it there. All right. Uh, According according to the old proverb, to which European capital city do all roads lead? I am going to say Rome. I feel I've heard that before, but I could be wrong. I will copy you and also say Rome. I shouldn't answer first. Um, We are both correct. I swear, yeah, all roads lead to Rome. Okay. On which mountain did Moses receive the Ten Commandments? Mount Jesus. I should know this. I have no clue. It's Easter today, so let's go with Mount Jesus. I should really know this. You should. Come on now. You went to Bible school? Mum's gonna... Mum is going to kill me. You might get resurrected a few days later, though. Who knows? I need an answer. What? It was a bad joke. It was an Easter pun. Move on. (laughs) Mount... Stop Googling it. I can see you Googling it on your computer. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) I can literally... I knew that. Dang it. What did you say? Mount Sinai. I'll give it to you. Even though you cheated, I could see you like Googling it on your... You're so obvious when you're reading something. Um, which is the tallest mammal? The giraffe. I was going to say a giraffe too. It has to be the giraffe, surely. Uh, yep, we are both correct. I like giraffes. Yeah, cool. Uh, what sign? What what? They have little things, oh, little horn right. things. Yes, uh, little. Are they? Are they their ears? No. I have no idea. What sign of the zodiac is represented by the ram? I th- one of them. Think I know, but I'm going to let you answer first because I don't want you to copy my answer. I think it's Taurus. Yeah, I was going to say Taurus, actually. Um, the correct answer is 
We're both wrong. It's Aries. What is Taurus? Taurus. Oh. Mm, okay. Uh, Mount Everest is found in which mountain range? The Himalayas. I will also say the Himalayas, and we are, are both correct. It's 11 all. Okay. What is the name of the fairy in Peter Pan? Tinkerbell. I will. She's my favorite. She's your favorite? I will also say that we're both correct. I love Tinkerbell. I, I, I never knew that. That she was. Is she what, your favorite fairy or? I just like Tinkerbell. I'll start calling you Tinkerbell then. Um, this is one that I do know the answer to. Uh, which you, I, I reckon you might know the answer to this one if you think about this one. Who directed the movie Jaws? Some guy. If you really think about like a really famous director, you will get this. Spielberg. Correct. See, yeah, what I tell you, you got to think of the really. Oh, really? Yes, yes. It was like his. Uh, was it his first? I think it was his very first movie. Oh, I could be wrong there. Uh, have you seen Jaws? I didn't know if Jaws was the type of movie that you would watch. Uh, how many strings does a violin have? Four. I don't know. Four. Is it four? Uh, yes, we're correct. Oh, good on you. I, sh- you know, I, I mean, I would have just copied you anyway, but, you know. Uh, what was the hunchback of Notre Dame's name? It's Quasimodo, isn't it? Do you know this? Is it Quasimodo? That sounds right. <laughs> Stop I copying agree. me. <laughs> yes, we are correct. This is where we need like a buzzer or something. Like, which is why we need to do this in person because it's different. Um, oh, you know I'm going to know this one. But I think you should know this one either. either. Anyway, what colour is the circle on the Japanese flag? White. Red. White. What are you with? What are you going with? White. Red. I need a final answer. Red. White. White. Red. Why did the Japanese flag not come up when Stop I Stop Googling Japan? it. Give me an answer. I'm going with your first answer was white. You're wrong. It's red. There you go. Red. <laughs> Far out. I'll give it to you just because I'm nice. Um, in the cartoon world, who has a cousin called Slowpoke Rodriguez? Ooh, this is like one of those ones where I feel like it's kind of obvious, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to guess an answer, but I'm not saying it until you give it a guess. And stop Googling it! Stop <laughs> Googling it! I can see you Googling it! You're disqualified from this question. The answer I'm going to go with is Speedy Gonzalez. And I'm correct. You're right. <laughs> well, it's one of those obvious ones, like Slowpoke Rodriguez, Speedy Gonzalez. Um... I- can you please turn your laptop off? Um, hands on your head. I want to see your hands on your head right now. Put your hands on your head. What is the chemical symbol for hydrogen? H. I'm going to say with H because isn't water H2O and the H is hydrogen? Yes, we are both correct. Good job. I want hands on the head. I told you, hands on your head. Um... In the phonetic alphabet, the Q, the letter Q is represented by which Canadian city? Which is also a province because it's Quebec, right? Quebec. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just to double check that we are correct. Yes. I, I mean, wouldn't you technically say it's named after the Canadian province? Because you don't say Quebec City, you say Quebec. But 
Sure. In Greek mythology... Quebec City is a city. Yes. It's also a province. Okay, sorry. In Greek mythology... In Greek mythology, hands on your head, please. Stop looking at your computer. Uh, who turned all that he touched into gold? Stop it. I can see you typing. <laughs> hands on your head. Hands on your head or you will get disqualified from this question. Right, you're disqualified. All right. You've already Googled it. It doesn't count. Yes. You're not getting the answer. Uh, we're both... You're, you're wrong anyway. It's Midas. Midas touch. I've heard of that no. before. Uh, you, we're both going to get this one. Who is the author oh, of... Oh, wait. It came up down there. Who is the author of Harry Potter? J.K. Rowling. Rowling, thank you. Oh, you went yeah. blank. Gosh, I've got to give you like 10 seconds here to guess because you went <laughs> blank. How many sides does an octagon have? Eight. I would also agree with that. And we would both be correct. Uh, all right, next question. There's only three more to go and I'm leading by one. Which part of the body would a chiropodist treat i have no clue so you're gonna put your hands in your head right now hands on your head i am going to go out on a limb and say chiropractor's back podiatrist is feet chiropractor back feet legs i'm gonna say legs i'll say feet <laughs> well that's a podiatrist you're wrong so give another guess <laughs> well i want to say back but it's not the back because it has the word Cairo in it. But it's also got pod. If you want to say feet, go for it. I mean, you could be right. I could be wrong. But I would assume that a podiatrist is a foot doctor. Lungs. Lungs. Okay, you're going lungs. Because aren't the lungs a p sound? No, I'm saying feet. You're going feet? We're wrong. No, you're right. Yep. You're right. It's feet. I was completely wrong. I thought a podiatrist was a foot doctor, but I. what do I know? So, all right. But a chiropractor isn't a doctor. They're not. Why are they allowed to touch you then? Well, like, they're, like, it's different because they, like, realign your back and stuff. Like, it's a different type of doctor. I see. I don't think chiropractors are doctors. Hmm. Okay. Well, two questions left, and we're equal. And I'm telling you now, I know the answers to the last two questions. So, you need to know them to tie me, and you're not allowed to Google. No, a chiropractor isn't a doctor. Oh. Hello to all our chiropractors listening today. All right. Again, I know the next two. 100% know them. So, what is the name of the city where the cartoon family The Simpsons live? Without Googling it, look at me and put your hands on your head. It's something fields, right? Yes. No. Yeah, you're correct. Yes. Something field. I lived on a street with the exact same name. Abbotsfield? That I did live on that street, that is true, but I also lived in another street with field in it. <laughs> wow, that's I never thought <laughs> about that. That's funny. <laughs> Dublin Field? Gins of the Ness. I don't know. Gins of the Ness. Sunny Brookfield? S P Sp. Springfield. Well done. I'll give it to you. 
The title role of the 1990 movie Pretty Woman was played by which actress? Hands on head. Hands on head. <laughs> She's trying to distract me with her singing. I'm going to disqualify if you don't put your hands on your head. <laughs> She's already Googled it. Julia it is Julia Roberts, but you're not getting the point because you cheated. So I win. I win. <laughs> you're terrible. I've never actually seen Pretty Woman, but I think it's like it'd be a you movie. So, you know, I won't I, make you sing California. Actually, no, I will make you sing California because you cheated like three times. Go on, sing. Moving on the run, Yours is so beautiful. Looking out for number one. California, here we come. Right. Yeah. yeah, come on, you should be singing it like, um, uh, what, Goldfinger. That, that's basically the same song. I know. I need to, I need to come up with my California version of Goldfinger. California. Da, da, da. No, all right. All right, we'll come back and close things off very shortly. <laughs> classic interview time and a fun one for you this week. We're going to hear a classic interview with a man by the name of Steve Helling and that name might not jump out at you straight away as somebody who you do know but through our connection over on our sister show Survivor Oz we got to meet a lot of people outside of Survivor who were involved in Survivor some way. Steve was one of them. He's a senior writer for People magazine and gave us a bit of an insight into his very unique career and working for such an esteemed publication as People Magazine. So let's hear it, our classic interview with the one, the only, Mr. Steve Helling. Steve Helling is an award-winning author and journalist who currently writes for People Magazine and is well-known across TV circles in America as the go-to expert man on several shows. I spoke to Steve about his amazing career and just which person he would love to interview if ever given the chance. Steve, welcome to the Brink and Edge Radio. Well, thanks for having me, Ben. I appreciate it. Well, it's a massive pleasure to have you on because uh, you and I sort of have gotten to know each other a little bit through Facebook, through our Survivor connections kind of over the last uh, year or so. And I mean, I've always been fascinated by by your career and, and your job at, at People. I mean, was this sort of always a dream for you to be to become a journalist and, and work for a, a company like People? No, actually it wasn't. I, um, I was a political science major in college with the plan to go to law school and become an attorney. And um, I, I don't know, it sounded like something fun to do. And uh, <clears throat> then, you know, my heart was never really in it. And I started freelance writing as a way to, you know, uh, make some, some extra money to make ends meet. And People Magazine called me one day and asked me if I would do an assignment for them. And um, they knew somebody who I knew, and it just kind of all worked out. And I loved the assignment so much that I started working for them more. I finally went on staff and never went to law school. Wow, wow. So it's sort of a, a big big changer. I mean, someone, someone like People calls you. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's one, obviously one of the um, you know most well-known uh, magazines and sort of uh, companies for, for celebrity interviews and things like that in the world. So that's a big honour. It, it was a surprise. It really was. It was a job that fell in, into my lap, and this was a long time ago. This was in um, 2001 that it happened, and uh, I've never looked back. I've been with them now for 13 years, and I really, really love every minute of it. And I can imagine then sort of uh, comparing interviewing celebrities, uh, doing things to do with politics. I mean, are you kind of glad that that's how things have turned out? 
It is. I, I am glad with, about that. I, I, I don't think I would have been happy being a lawyer. Um, I don't think I would have been happy with many other jobs that I thought I wanted to do. Uh, you know, People Magazine has certainly opened up a lot of doors for me. I've written a few books. I, I, I'm on TV here in the States all the time. Uh, you know, that's a very exciting thing, and, and I love it. How competitive is that industry in the States? I mean, it's very competitive in Australia. I could imagine it's competitive in the States as well. And, and sort of is, is people kind of like one of the, the benchmarks for people to sort of ultimately achieve to, to get a job there? You know, it is a very competitive type of field. Um, I don't know how much competition there is when you get to a certain level. <clears throat> you know, when I'm, when I'm looking for, you know, to get that big score, usually the name People Magazine goes ahead of me. You know, everybody knows who, what People is here in the States. You know, it reaches 45 million people every week. So, you know, I have a... a I have something, they might not like me, but they like the magazine. And so a lot of times we get cooperation that other people just can't get. Mm. Well, 45 million people, to put that into context, that's uh, double the population of Australia, folks. So that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't thought of it that way. And that's that's about, let's see, that's uh, one-sixth of our of our population here, something like that. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big reach and it's very mainstream. And, um, you know, I think... And I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it wrong, but I think it's something like 9.1 out of every 10 women in America have read People magazine within the last year. So, so that's one of those things that that um, you know it makes it very easy to get you know exclusive interviews and things like that because everybody everybody here knows what People magazine is. Mm. Well, and I mean, looking at some of the people that you get to interview with um, with your job, I mean, you've spoken to Tiger Woods, Jennifer Lopez, John Travolta. I mean. This in itself is the amazing part of, of your job. I mean, are there just celebrities that you kind of are, are always honoured to be able to meet and interview? I mean, who's kind of that, that big one that you've done that you've just like, wow, I've actually interviewed that person? Um, you know, I, I'm not the type to get very starstruck with any specific celebrity. But, um, you know, I did interview uh, President Bill Clinton. And, you know, anytime I feel that you can, uh, um, you know, meet and talk to the leader of your country, that's a really big deal. Um, on the other hand, uh, you know, I get really into experiences that I get to have. You know, I get to go into these people's houses. Um, you know, I get to um, I get to be on a first-name basis with a lot of people. And so, um, you know, a great example is uh, John Travolta flies a plane. And so, you know, I actually interviewed him, you know, sitting on the tarmac on, in his plane, um, you know, and he's showing me all his gadgets and whatever. You know, that was a really great experience. Um, other celebrities aren't as much fun. I mean, um, when I interviewed J-Lo, uh, Jennifer Lopez, that was during her Jenny for the Block stage where she was just too cool to talk to any of us at that point. Mm. And she was kind of dismissive and, and not not the most fun that I've ever had. I understand that she's uh, mellowed out in the last 10 years, but you know, at the time that I was talking to her, it wasn't a pleasant time. Yeah, and I can imagine you'd have uh, varying stories from different people like that over <laughs> over the years there, Steve. I mean, with John Travolta, that's fantastic. I mean, he's uh, he loves our country. He's an ambassador for Qantas out here and um, of connections with Greece, Olivia Newton-John. I mean, obviously, uh, that would have been a lot of fun because he seems like a really nice guy. He, he was. He, you know, I, I always tell people that I don't know how nice these people are 
I know how nice they are to me. And generally, when they have got, gone to the uh, trouble to get People Magazine on their plane or to bring me into their home, they're going to be generally pretty nice. Um, you know, generally, I don't have uh, the negative interactions that I've ever had have been on a red carpet or after a scandal or something like that. Um, so John Travolta was fantastic to me. Um, I don't know what he would be like to, you know, the average person, um, but he was great for me. Do you then get feedback from some of the people that you interview? I mean, does someone like John Travolta or his people contact you and say, hey, great article, loved your work? Usually their people do. Um, you know, now and then I'll get something, especially now in the days of Twitter, um, you know, I'll get tweets a lot of times from, you know, from the celebrity who I went ahead and interviewed. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. You know, um, uh, Gloria Estefan, I don't know how big she is down there, but she's, you know, still really well known here, the, the singer. She uh, you know, I did a home thing with her. We spent the day at her house. Um, and, you know, a couple days later, she tweeted at me, you know, thank you so much. Love the article, whatever. And that, that really feels nice. Of course, I retweet that. And then I tell everybody that my girl, Gloria Estefan, is tweeting me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. We, we like to do that on this show, kind of, you know, we'll get a, a, a biggish name. And, um, you know, if they're a singer, for example, and we'll play one of their songs. Oh, our very good friend right. <laughs> uh, from this band. I mean, we've spoken to them for 15 minutes. But, yeah, we'll, we'll run with it we, we like to do that <laughs> exactly exactly and you know it's funny because i used to when i first started this you know i was still in college when i first started with people magazine and um i th really kind of was saying oh i'm partying with these people i'm hanging out with these people they're my friends they're not really my friends um you know they are uh we have friendly relationships but you know they they certainly get something out of our relationship, as do I. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I mean, just on that, though, do are there any people over the years that you have, have interviewed, uh, sort of celebrities, famous people, that, that you have actually become friends with? You know, there's a lot of them that, um, you know, I see them, they give me a hug, they ask me how my family is, we, we chat and everything. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, I would say the, the lesser the celebrity, the more likely we are to become friends. I mean, normally somebody like Tiger Woods has a group around him. And Tiger and I had a very friendly relationship for many years. And, um, you know, it was always pleasant, but we never hung out outside of work, if you want to call it that. There have been many times, and especially now that reality TV is so big here in, in the States, you know, I will hang out with a lot of, you know, reality stars when there's no story to be done. And, you know, they'll call me, they'll text me, you know, we'll, you know, we'll banter back and forth. Um, and anytime I'm in their city, we'll get together. So, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with people like that, a lot of people like that. But you, you're sort of not inviting John Travolta around for Christmas or something like that. <laughs> well, he, he's welcome to, and I will give you one, and, and, and forgive me for not knowing who has made the transition across the Pacific to you guys and who hasn't, um, but, you know, Pitbull is a big star here and pitbull has told me the last time i was talking to him he's like you're really offending me i'm like oh, what what am i doing to offend you he's like you keep calling me pitbull call me armando ah right i was like oh so i kind of figured that now that i'm in and he and and you know we're on a first name basis and then we were talking about my kids and he's made some comment about well you got to take them to meet uncle armando sometime <laughs> which i'm totally gonna do wow. um because i'd like him to pay for their college um so so you know 
there, there's a lot of very friendly, you know, and there's people that you click with, just like in life in general. There's people you click with, and there's people who you don't. And uh, you know, um, you know, generally, if I click with somebody, you know, they tend to remember me. I tend to remember them, and it becomes a really good experience. I can imagine that you're going to be asked to collaborate on a song with um, Pitbull because he seems to be collaborating with anyone these days. So look, you're, you're set, Steve. <laughs> well, you know, you know what. Um, and the thing is, it's too bad this isn't a video thing, but, um, uh, I have pit bull sunglasses. I have the shaved head. I, I, you know, if I, if I, I walk around in a suit with, with my, with the sunglasses like him, I could kind of be like his older, um, less in shape brother. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that's a good way of looking at it. That works. Uh, I mean, you mentioned sort of Tiger Woods, um, and you, I mean, you wrote a book on him, Tiger, the, the real story, which obviously was, um, went on to great success. I mean, what, what drew you into writing this book and just how close did you get to, to t- work with Tiger sort of on this project? Well, you see, I'd worked with Tiger for years. I had interviewed him. I'd spent a lot of time with him. Um, you know, I'd gone, I'd, I'd been on the golf course with him. Um, and talk about intimidating there. Um, you know, I'd rid, ridden around in his golf cart with him and watched him play. And he'd asked me, hey, you want to hit the ball around? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of him. Um, but, you know, then he got in trouble. And I had always thought he would be a great person to write a book about. And um, he got in trouble. And what what ended up happening is, you know, obviously everybody was covering the scandal of, you know, him, you know, sleeping around and whatever. And so I was, you know, as part of my job, I was asking, you know, I was calling his publicists and everything and asking for help on People Magazine stories we were doing. And all of a sudden they weren't willing to work with me anymore. And, you know, because he was in trouble. And so I, I, you know, so finally, one day, the spokesman said, you know, if you write, if you write another story about him, you know, you're cut off, you're done, you'll never speak with him again and everything. And, and, and um, I didn't have a choice, I still had to write the story. Um, and so I kind of got into it with the publicist. And that happens sometimes you, you have a negative you know, interactions with them. And so at the same time, I was being asked to write this book because everybody knew that I spent time with Tiger Woods. So I, I, I finally decided, you know what, I will write this book. So I wrote the book. Um, and, you know, I thought that was going to be the end of my relationship with Tiger and his people. But they did read the book and apparently didn't hate it, which was a good thing. Um, so when I saw the, I saw the publicist and I said, well, you know, I, you know, I was almost afraid to ask. I'm like, yeah, I wrote this unauthorized biography. What'd you think? And he, he said, you know, it wasn't that bad. I was like, okay, good. So, so I still have somewhat of a relationship with them, but you know, again, this is why they're not, you know, you can't say that they're your friends usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Actually. I, Wonder how that sort of works when uh, these unauthorized books come, particularly if they've had sort of a big scandal like we all know Tiger Woods had. So, um, yeah, well, I, was- and I, I I do have to say my book was the first book to come out after the scandal about Tiger Woods, and um, you know it it did okay in the states, uh, not as well as I hoped it would domestically, but internationally it blew up. It did you know super well in China and Thailand. Thailand and Sweden, um, in France, uh, you know, it, it did. The only countries it didn't do well in are the U.S. and Australia. Wow, <laughs> mm-hmm. those are the all. Those were the uh, and uh, to be honest, U.S. was was middle to you know was kind of the middle of our expectations. It 
frankly, it tanked in Australia. But I still love you guys. <laughs> but you were the one country out of all the 15 countries that it charted in it, that it didn't do well with you oh, guys. That's fascinating. I, I remember sort of when all this Tiger Woods stuff happened. I mean, I don't know particularly how it happened in the States, but clearly uh, most women were very much anti-Tiger Woods. Um, but... Um, he sort of, I mean, I think he'd just been, when it all sort of broke, he'd just won a tournament here in Australia and sort of, he was kind of very fresh on our minds because um, when he, I think he came out the year before for the first time in a very long time to play in Australia, he won and it was just Tiger Woods Central when he came out. Um, but um, yeah, it's fascinating why it didn't do well. That would be a interesting uh, research thing into why it didn't sell his thing. You know, I, and I did a ton of media down there. Um, you know, I, I was I was on the phone with with Australia. It seems like uh, for a week solid, and it was just it just um, you know I think that it was a saturation that you guys there and we here had heard all about this, and I don't think people thought that I had much more to add to. To the dialogue, whereas you know in Sweden, um, yeah, it, it hit number one in Sweden, for instance, and and I think there, of course, you know, his wife was Swedish, and and I think uh, that there was still a hunger for the story. By the time my book came out here, I think everybody was you know a bit over it, a bit over done it. with it. Yeah, we're very um very much connected. I think. Uh, I mean, one thing I found when I went to America is that you realise how Americanized Australia is because we're just so similar, and I mean a lot of people used to joke that, um, you know, particularly during the, the Bush era and our Prime Minister and your President were very much good friends, that, that we were becoming the 51st state of America. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe we were the, let me think, you have 10? Uh, we have six there? states and two territories, so okay. uh, seventh state. <laughs> okay, so we would have been the seventh. You know, I, I, I have taken sporkle quizzes about Australia's geography, so I can probably <laughs> name pretty much most of them, but anyway... Um, <laughs> Yeah. So. So. Okay. Well. Maybe. Maybe we're we're your colony, and instead of vice versa. Maybe. I've never thought of it maybe. that way. Hey. Yeah, so. <laughs> Good thinking. Good thinking. Now. Um. Also, not just celebrities that uh, you interview and done over the years. I mean, you've done coverage of things like the Haiti earthquake, Hurricane Katrina, and you even uh, helped uncover flight school records. I believe. Um. The nine eleven terrorists. I mean, how how was that experience kind of going from celebrities to kind of some really serious stuff? Well, you know, I actually like that. Um. You know. If my job and my life were completely about interviewing Britney Spears, I would get tired of it pretty quickly. Um, you know, there, there, I go from one thing to the next. And, you know, 9-11 is a great example. Um, I had been working on a cover story on 9-11. Uh, it was going to be my very first cover story at the magazine. Um, we had a rash of shark attacks that were happening here in the States. So that was what our cover was going to be about, shark attacks. And then, um, of course, you know, 9-11 happened. And it just so happened happened that the, um, you know, I, I'm based in Florida, and the um, terrorists, some of them had gone to flight school right here, you know, pretty much, you know, down the street from me. So I, you know, I knew some people there, and I went and got their flight school records and, and you know, kind of broke the news that they had been, you know, studying here. They'd gone to a strip club a couple nights before uh, here in Florida, uh, bef uh, you know, and so that was my... That was my contribution to the story of 9-11. It must be 
fascinating and also, um, I mean, still very fresh in the mind. I mean, obviously, we know how much it had an effect on not only um, America, but of course, the world. But I mean, to sort of have to do that sort of stuff and have a connection to finding out this stuff, I mean, that's just, I don't know how you describe that sort of after all these years. You know, I, I like to say that, that, um, it makes me feel a little bit more involved with what's going on in the world um, to be able to say, you know, I'll, you know, I spent two weeks in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, or I went to I went to London for the royal wedding. I don't know if the, if you knew that. You know, I, there's all these things that I get to do that um, you know someday I'm going to put them in a memoir or something because I've ha- I've had some remarkable experiences. The royal wedding, wow, that's um, what a yes. fun. <laughs> You know, it was funny because I hadn't. Um, I've never been much of a royal watcher. I'll just, I'll just say that as it is. Um, but you know, my editor called me, um, called me on my birthday, uh, and said, "Hey, um, do you want to go to London and uh, deal with the royal wedding?" <laughs> I'm like, "Gosh, let me think." Um, yeah. So that was a yeah, that was a great experience as well. Is it is it big in America? Sort of the royals. I mean, they're huge, obviously here because I mean we're technically still um you know under the wing of the royal family. So I mean, is it is a big deal in the states? It is a big deal, but you know, the, it's different. People like to say, "Oh, I don't care. I don't care who William marries. I don't care what Harry is doing." But we all do, and and you know, I think the bottom line is um, we don't have a royal family here, and and so they kind of are. Our surrogate uh, royal family. So yes, uh, there are a lot of people here who can tell you um, the lineage to the throne and what happens if after you know Charles and after who and you know after George and who gets it next. I don't, I don't know all that, but there are a lot of people here who do. The thing that fascinates me in, in Australia is that, um, I mean, we we generally have this sort of debate about us becoming a republic. Um, we had a referendum about it about fifteen years ago, and you either kind of fall as a monarchist, you want to stay with Britain, or you you're a republican. Which in Australia, a republican isn't a bad thing, Steve. Um, <laughs> so I, I technically am a republic. I'd like Australia to become a republic, mm-hmm. but I am fascinated by the royal family. Like it's not to say that I'm still not fascinated by them and i can also say steve i technically interviewed prince charles oh really so, um he he came to hobart about a year and a half ago and he sort of did in a you know the general walk as they do shaking the hands and i'm like oh, i'm not letting this opportunity slip took a microphone with me shoved it in his face asked him about two questions before the minders um, <laughs> you know shoved me out of the way mm-hmm. but i got about 10 seconds worth of content from um, prince charles so i'll take it that is that is <laughs> not many of us can say that because you know obviously all of us who were you know chosen to you know there was a certain section that we could be in um you know for the royal wedding like a courtyard area that that um i knew and they had told us you know they took our phones they took everything and they said you know basically if you step out of line um you know you'll be thrown out which nobody wanted um so so i've never been ballsy enough to run up to Prince uh, Prince Charles and with a microphone in my hand. Um, so I, I give you some credit. Well, uh, the thing I suppose is that we sort of didn't go through any official channels. I might stuff this. I'm just going to try it. And, you know, I didn't get put in jail. There so, you go. Uh, <laughs> now, um, before I let you go, Steve, I'm sure this is a question you probably have been asked a lot. Uh, but, I mean, if there's one person that you had the option, somebody said to you, right, you can interview anyone in the world, who is your choice? Who's a dream interview? You know, I get asked that a lot, and it changes from, from week to week and day to day and, and whatever. Um, you know, it's it's so hard to say. Um, 
you know, again, uh, I'm really into any world leaders. I would love to speak to any of them. Um, you know, I, I'm very interested. We have, um, you know, for instance, we just had a prisoner of war come home. Um, and so I would love to sit down and talk with him. He's my on my get list right now. Um, and, you know, he won't be in a year. He won't be in a, he probably won't be in a month or two. So, um, you know, I don't know that I have a great answer for that one. Uh, other than whoever's hot at the moment is the person I want to be speaking with. Well, that story's doing huge out here as well, actually. And um, don't know if you're a Homeland fan, but this is just sound like Homeland. It's so <laughs> Homeland. It's so... Exactly. It's just like the first season. Yes. And, um, you know, I would... Uh, that's part of the reason why I would yeah. love to talk it's, to them. I mean, you know, what I tell people is... There's a lot of people I would love to talk with, but only if I could be guaranteed that they would pay me or tell me the exact 100% truth, you know? Um, yes. If I had a truth serum, there's a whole list of people I'd love to talk to. <laughs> that would be very fascinating, I'm sure. Sell you lots of magazines there too, Steve. <laughs> no kidding. And, and it would also just be, you know, that's the thing. Yes, of course, I want to sell magazines. I want to get clicks on people.com, that type of thing. But, but I also, you know, a lot of it, it's very selfish. I just want to have these experiences. I want to know these things you know yeah so so that's just kind of my thing i think it pays to be selfish though in sort of doing that because i'm the same like i guess to a point where i'm like okay i really want to interview this person yeah it's great for our listeners but uh, i also want to be able to talk to them and find out what i want to ask them exactly exactly (laughs) many many times i have pushed to do a story on somebody just because i wanted to talk to that person so you know that's that's kind of and i think that's you know that's that's cool. It's it's just like how you do those um how you do you know Survivor Oz and the things that you do are things you're interested in, of course. Yep. So exactly, exactly. It's all about the passion, and it's it's good sort of uh, in this line of work. Um, people can check out more uh, on your work or people.com as you just uh, tagged there. I'm sure people visit that quite a lot. Uh, and also stevehelling.com. Check out some of the things about yourself there, Steve, and uh, follow you on Twitter and everything as well. Pleasure having a chat with you on the program today, mate. And uh, best of luck everything in the future nice talking to you Ben I'll talk to you soon okay we're closing it out Mallory's been thrilled that she's joined us here for this entire episode um you're you're smiling you're happy it's something to do right you're not just sitting around the house you know yeah is it like really exciting when you go to the grocery store because you actually see outside of the house other people yeah yep it's great. And do they like, yeah. do people, you know, have to let you in the store? Do you have like security guards basically going like, you can go in because somebody's come out? Yep. Great. Pretty exciting. How much chocolate have you bought me this week? More than I should. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. Uh, anything else exciting you want to add before we depart? Uh, you're going to be doing your research during the week on American states and Canadian provinces? Yes. Yes? Yes, I am. All right. Well, I look forward to that. Um, Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, do all the usual stuff, and uh, we will be back next week with another exciting episode. Uh, Happy Easter, Mallory. Did you actually get any Easter eggs or hot cross buns? I ate all of my hot cross buns, and I got a this kind of Easter egg. Oh, lint ball. That's still exciting. What flavor is it? I don't know. Chocolate? We got Easter eggs last year, didn't we? So this would be the first Easter that I've maybe never gotten an Easter egg before because I can't eat it. 
I'm sorry. I'm bringing you home. How much chocolate? Can you make one into an Easter egg for me? No? All right. Well, Maybe. I appreciate you giving half your time today on the show. As always, it's fun. Uh, feel free to close out the show for us, Mallory. Go on. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night.